can't believe you would do this on Christmas Eve. You're grounded. What? Tomorrow is the Christmas Eve comic book party. Well, you should have thought of that before. You're better off without him. Isn't that right, Santa Jaws? another stocking stuffer of the feminine critique and this stocking stuffer is going to be a little different because this is not a tale of a corporate woman who returns to her hometown and finds love with the handsome diner owner widow dad no this is a a different tale but but no less Christmassy and no less appropriate to the season and I can't tackle Santa Jaws by myself with me is the one and the only Elizabeth, who you have 12 names and I never know how to say all of them. So how do you like to be introduced? Um, you can say the head hauntress is good enough for the me. The head hauntress herself, Elizabeth Gray. Thank uh, you. One of my favorite people in the world. One of my favorite podcasting people. Aww, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not you, the season without you. Uh, I, you know, but this year we are not going to, Moldo- uh, to Aldovia. No, no, they didn't give us another Christmas prince, which is a shame. Um, you were with me for the the last two of them, so we had. Were you with yeah. me for the first? I think you did the last two. I did the one about the wedding and the yep. one about the baby. yeah royal wedding, so, yeah. royal baby. We don't have a royal baby's first christening or whatever it would be um because i guess i don't know i guess they thought they they did the trilogy and didn't have any more to do so instead we had to find other ground to sew and well, we, could, we didn't even find I, ground it could be because they, they shot rose mciver they always shot those movies in the middle of summer um and fake snow for those movies so it could be that covid killed could've, could've. the christmas prince Oh, oh, yet another a, a casualty I wasn't expecting, but one that hurts nonetheless. Yeah, no, but we go back in time to a, a greater, wonderful time, 2018, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. to enjoy a film today. Pre-COVID, pre-winter. Well, I mean, I guess it's winter, but it's not your typical winter setting, because no. we're not on land. For, I mean, we are on land, but we're we're our villain is not on land if you will our star our title character is not on land and that is of course santa jaws yes she is santa jaws Mm -hmm. remember that it's it is a she so tell me first um how you came upon santa jaws and what made you think this this is the movie that we should cover together (laughs) on accident uh, i was watching uh, a, a couple years ago, I was flipping through channels and uh, was listening to one of your stocking stuffers, believe it or not, and I saw a Christmas movie come on. So I put it on and it happened just to be Santa Jaws. And I was absolutely just in awe of, like, <laughs> I saw it in the right at the point where she gets the horn. That's where I came in. And I was like, what is this? I ended up watching the whole thing over again. And <laughs> I've been kind of semi-obsessed with this movie ever since uh so i want and i i thought about you and christina immediately when i saw it too (laughs) i was like oh my god they're gonna see this um this year i did my i do a horror movie contest every october called the madness and this year's theme was nature bites back our mascot film was jaws so that means we watched a lot of shark oh yeah so I made a bunch of people watch Santa Jaws this October, um, and I happen to know a lot about shark movies right now because mm-hmm. I saw nothing but shark movies, Bigfoot, and Godzilla for the entire month of October. Well, and what I love is that there are very few shark movies that combine Christmas and Sharkdom. Because I guess part of it is, you know, if you're a shark, then you're filming on water and you don't really want to do a winter thing on the water. The closest I come is the Nutcracker, the 
the untold story, which of course is a Christmas movie that happens to have a random moment of a shark. Uh, so this is for those people that have always said, I need a shark Christmas movie. You finally have one. And, well, and, and it's active entertainment, which if anybody's going to combine shark movies and Christmas, it's going to be this company. Now this is so. Tell me more about this company because I don't know that I'm overly familiar with them. They're not Marvista, which is my go-to no. for Christmas movies, and they're not the Asylum. They, no, but they make uh, both of those guys look Oscar-worthy. I mean, they <laughs> are really cheap. Um, they do a lot of those really bad shark movies, like Sand Sharks, uh, okay. and you know things along those lines. Something with Brooke Hogan in it usually. Mm, got uh, it. You know, and they also make a lot of money doing Christmas movies. And I believe their most biggest film, and I'm not 100% sure, you might want to fact check this. I think you've done one of their movies. I think you did A Christmas Kiss. Uh, I think oh, that's one... no, that's Mar Vista. Is, is that this... a Mar Vista movie? Yeah, Christmas Kiss is definitely Mar Vista. Well, they do, they do like worse than that. Okay, I uh, believe you because I'm looking. The director of of um, Santa Jaws Miss, is Misty, Misty Tally. Has done both. She's done yeah, and I'm looking and at her credits and some of which she's worked on. I, I've definitely done. She did Christmas. She, I guess, directing wise, she's actually done a lot of shark movies. <laughs> um, yes, Mississippi River Sharks, Ozark Sharks, Shark Island. And then, but she's yep. been like an editor and assistant director on Christmas in Mississippi, Christmas on the Bayou, so a couple of other things. And I don't know if that's where her connection came. Um, okay, because there's a, wow. So there's a company worse than Marvista when it comes to Christmas movies. Yeah, wow. no, and their shark movies. Uh, they do what was it? Avalanche Shark, which is actually not about a snow shark, but it's about a ghost shark. Uh, like a Wendigo monster I, shark. Okay, this I, have, I remember hearing the, the description of this and just thinking, I, 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 this just seems more complicated than it needs to be. Um, you know, it, they just they just do all these shark movies that are just like really, really. You know, I can't. People I can't love sharks. Look, look, you know, it's it's one of those like. It is one of those villains that you can say we are going to make a shark shark movie every year, and your people will watch it. But I think that this works out because Misty has both under her belt, but she has a lot of Christmas movies. And mm-hmm. I like how she opens Santa Shark as a Christmas movie. Yes. They established the Christmas movie before they established the shark movie. This is true, and I, yeah. And I kind of appreciate that. So let's go into the plot of Santa Jaws. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to have me give the plot. Uh, yeah, so I like to sit it. back and, you know, I work hard. I like to let other people work. Tell me, yeah. tell me what happens in this movie. Okay. So evil villain in training Cody, the comic book illustrator, is having a really bad Christmas Eve. Uh, he his family from all over town. There's a couple from New York that just got married to a young ingenue that's an Instagram model, and his grandpa named Papa has come in from out of town, and his brother, who's gonna be some baseball player, but we never actually see him throw a ball <laughs> uh, in the movie, and his parents all in the lovely small town. We do get a small town mm-hmm. called Fort City, Louisiana which is actually off of Lake Pontchartrain. So, sharks don't live there. <laughs> There's no sharks in Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, so, uh, but he's having a really bad time, and he gets sent to his room for an illustration, which, by the way, we're so going to have to talk about that when we get to evil, mo- evil villain woman. Uh, <laughs> the ultimate evil woman, uh, his mom, grounds him for this cartoon that he did of his of his principal. And meanwhile, Pappy gave Papa his the his grandfather has given him a magical pen with an, a German inscription, which he draws over his favorite comic book thing, which is he's been working on this uh, comic with his friend Steve. Right, there's a mm-hmm. lot to unpack here. <laughs> um, called Santa Jaws, which is a, a comic they've been writing at their friend's uh, comic book store, Big Easy Comics, which, by the way, is a real place. Huh, uh, fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so there was there's some actual cred to this movie. Like it's shot where Misty knows, like this, she knows her Louisiana really well. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so we're. So he's starting to trace over one of his sketches on his uh, little drawing board of Santa Jaws, and he makes a wish about how he wants to be alone. 
And well, Santa Jaws comes to life and will slowly, one by one, devours all his friends and family. That's the plot. And meanwhile, there's a girl across the street that he has the hots for named Jenna, who for some reason joins the fray. Okay, that's that's that is as simple as I'm going to go with the plot because there's so much to talk about. It what happens in this course of this hour and a half, so much happens. <laughs> well, and it is a very you know I'm as we're as you're going through it, I'm like you know I didn't realize, but it's Krampus, you know the movie Krampus. But I'm like wait a minute, it's also like any any Hallmark movie where the lead like gets to make wishes and they go wrong. Like it's it's that it's a monkey's paw story in its own way. So it, it, there's so much Christmas in this movie. Like it actually does give you the Christmas magic first, which I think is kind of funny. And then you go right into like the horror aspect of it, but it's still so silly and Christmas like mm-hmm. that it actually works. Yes. I don't know why I can't explain why it works. And it reminds me, I guess, a little bit of like Jack Frost in that sense, where it's very committed to having like candy canes as weapons and just those little touches of making sure that it's that it's because also it's Louisiana, it is not winter. Um, you know, they're wearing like hoodies and that's as winter as it gets there's no snow so i do appreciate how like how much they push for christmas in other aspects well the, it it is louisiana it is warmer down there at christmas time i mean there's yep. that too you can get away with that a bit so i'll give them the pass it's not like when they're up they're pretending they're in new york city mm-hmm. and they're all like running around in shorts and playing volleyball you know it's not like that this time around right, there's a right. reason but for some reason, people do not start decorating for a boat parade on Christmas Eve. I just want to point <laughs> that out to you right now. That does not happen. I live in a, a seafaring town. I live in Annapolis, Maryland. We have a very famous boat parade that I think will be going next week, actually. Um, and they start doing that stuff sometimes six months ahead of time. <laughs> so... That part of the story was kind of questionable in the first. But you know, some the people rest- get busy, and you just you don't realize. You look at a calendar and say, "Oh shit, it's December twenty fourth. I got to decorate my boat." Yeah, everybody, yeah. like the entire town, you know. Yeah. So okay, so, so- uh, yeah, so framing it, we're gonna start by framing it, I guess, as a you know, as a cozy cardigan Christmas movie. So the first yes. thing being our lead in need of a lesson. Now it's not a corporate career woman, but I mean, Cody's got a few things to learn, wouldn't you agree? I- and and Cody and and that archetype is a new or relatively common archetype you do see in Christmas mm, movies. You're right. The, yeah. The 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 twelve to fifteen year old boy who has issues with their family. Um, yep. It comes up a lot in real Christmas horror movies like Krampus, but it also comes up here. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, so it's it's that, it's also Christmas Chronicles one and two. It's the same. True. You know, it's a girl in the second one, but it is. It's the surly teenager. Uh, has has be kind of helps to helps to place that and and that's tr- I mean if you've known teenagers they can be kind of shitheads at times so oh my gosh yeah. my daughter is is she's eleven going on already going on fifteen oh, it's, yeah we're we're getting to that age so <laughs> just threaten her with you know if you keep acting like that you're gonna get eaten by a by a by a Santa hat. I'm going to take away all of your yeah. art supplies. And you're like right near the water where it could be a thing. Like you could really um, be like, there are sharks here and I will feed you to them. So, all right. So, uh, so yeah, but Cody definitely needs to learn a lesson and it's the lesson a lot of these 12 year old boys have to learn Yeah, to appreciate their family. Yeah, stop being a dick. Yeah. They don't understand you, know. you. They will in time get over it. And Cody is a kind of an angsty bratty boy mm-hmm. through most yeah. of this movie. I mean, he's not very nice. He puts his hands on people. He <laughs> loses his temper. I still say, and I mean it, he absolutely is a super villain. He just doesn't know it yet. He does have like, you know, I'm looking at him now realizing how much he kind of looks like um, Vincent Carthizer, like how he could play a young version of him. it's kind of creepy because his room in particular freaks me out Mm. everything is so perfectly spaced in that room that's totally the sign of a sociopath i i watched this movie and he's looking at his girl with some like 
a glasses across the street at one point. He yeah. pretends like he wasn't, but he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there's so many things going on. And we'll talk about the end of the movie, too, which also solidifies my uh, theory that this is an origin story for a supervillain. Okay. And like not necessarily necessarily about a santa jaws it just happens to be this is an incident in his life interesting yeah okay so number two being (laughs) number two being our setting which as you said is a port city is what they call it Port city yes port city louisiana they say on the bay but it was shot in madisonville uh, 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 which is lake pontchartrain uh, in real life. Okay. So either way, it still counts because it really is a charming Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Town. And you can run everywhere. You can get where you need to go. And everybody seems to know everybody. So. Yeah. So uh, so I actually give them points for shooting in Louisiana. We always just support them. Yeah. So. Well, and for admitting that they're in Louisiana. So often it's like shooting in Louisiana, but calling it Manhattan. <laughs> that does not work. You know, I've been watching a show called Banshee, and they're shooting in the Carolinas for Pennsylvania, and it just doesn't work. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Okay. Signs are always go. there. Now, uh, number three is our bland love interest. And we do get one. We do, but I liked her. Yeah, she is likable. She was too she good for him, bland, actually, though. is how kind of how I feel. I don't know. I thought she was, um, you know, she had a thing. Like, she was a runner. But she was also pretty badass. Um, she was funny. She was, like, if anything, the only, like, downside was, like, you could do better. Like, a little bit of that, you're written for this movie, so you're written to like this kid, even though you kind of shouldn't. But, I don't know, I liked her. Well, I like Jenna. Jenna's okay. And she's actually a relatively active part of the of the story. Yeah. So, uh, so that's cute. Uh, she is, though, rather bland, but she hits that... Christmas bland like she's got this whole side plot with her father there's a possible dead parent in there though I was thinking that too yeah Uh, because she she feels like she's being pushed by her father to be this track and field Mm. star and she's super mad talented but she wants to chill and read comics it's a that is a total Christmassy thing Uh, so so she fits into the Christmas story definitely (laughs) now number four is the montage Oh yeah, there's two. So I, I like I felt like there were more. The one I I clocked was the suiting up montage. The we're getting ready to take down Santa Jaws and you know, so it's the getting ready, it's putting on the right clothing for it and packing up the weapons. What was the other one? There's two of them. Cody does one on his own in the oh, very beginning. Okay. And it ends with him putting on the Christmas sweater, which is yes, like yes. that red and white Christmas center is the centerpiece of this movie true true you know and then and then there's the making the weapon to kill the shark montage towards the end with the whole family yes, yes. together those are the two i counted yeah i love a suiting so. up for bat- battle montage not as much as a makeover montage but it's up there oh and 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 well we'll get into that and in, in when we talk about shark movies but let's just say that that is a montage you come up with oh, I would quite agree. a bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd agree now number five are dead parents or a dead wife um, you know, we don't start the movie with them, but we certainly get them over the course of the film. <laughs> we get a lot of dead people. Yeah. Everybody is eaten by a shark yeah. in this movie, and it's glorious. Yeah. I mean, um, his parents become dead. Uh, his brother's wife becomes dead. Then his brother becomes dead. So, yeah, it, 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 we get it. And, and then, like, we don't get to see mom die, but we get to see her dying, which, yeah. is, which is a payoff in this movie we so needed. I, I would uh, not disagree. <laughs> yep, and this so, is one too that like you know you could say if origin for a villain but it could also be like you know in 20 years you do like he is just living in a small town and he hates christmas and why do you hate christmas well because my parents were killed by a shark on christmas so <laughs> you know it, it works as a setup too if you will oh yeah no terrible terrible things happen to cody poor cody but he is sort of i still think he's a little bit evil so i get it i get um, it but not Okay, go ahead. You go next. So number six, sassy sidekick. They're not really sassy, but more annoying. But Cody gets two sidekicks. He does, yeah. So Steve, I guess, is his buddy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Who's just kind of like the more annoying friend. Like, if you think that you wouldn't want to hang out with Cody, you really wouldn't want to hang out with Steve, I'd say. He's the writer. So, of course, he's a little bit more um, annoying. But he's also... As the sassy sidekicks goes, the only minority character in the whole film. True, true. Um, 
So there's that going on. Yep, yep uh, absolutely. And then there's Mark, the comic book owner. This guy was owner. awful. This guy was the worst. I hate him so He's much. He's so bad. He's just <laughs> like I, I get. I get what they're doing. Like it's the comic book store owner and he's a young guy. And so it's not like comic book guy. It's not like this, this big overweight kind of gross dude. Like this guy is actually like, you know, perfectly fine looking guy, probably in his early thirties, but he's just so dastardly. So quickly. And and he's, just smarmy the whole time yeah. it's just annoying i do think the whole the, the the one point where steve is telling the the backstory of santa jaws and and mark is going doo, 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 in the back is really funny that sequence was actually hysterical the rest of it though you could put away nobody wants to be around him even in the movie yeah and i can't just like i feel like he i don't know there's something about that character that like kind of doesn't fully work with everything else because i think there's I don't know. Like, I'm, like, watching now, like, the, um, you know, his uncle and his uncle's wife, like, who's this young uh, Instagram starlet. Like, they are a very particular type, but they work. And I like her a lot. I think she's really funny. I think they make that character click. And I want that for the comic book guy. But there's something just so, I think, like you said, smarmy about him that it, like, brings the spirit of the, it doesn't quite find the same footing in the spirit of the film, I guess. No, it, it's out of place, the whole thing. I mean, I, I, I get the whole, as a matter of fact, what did um, my friend Nathan and I, when we watched it together, he yelled, he called it, yeah, he's going to smeagle it up. And he was exactly right. <laughs> he totally does exactly smeagle it. Exactly what happened. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I got that. So yep. I, in that way, I give it a pass. I get but it. at the same time, it's really weird. Like, like you know, it does lead to one of the funniest lines in the whole movie, and that's when uh, he tells uh, the parents where the kids are, and she looks at them and goes, "You let a bunch of kids fight a shark," you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, she wasn't doing anything to help either. Oh but my I, god! I okay. mean, that does bring us to number seven, which is our yeah, evil woman or talk boss about character. Mom. Yeah, Can we mom? talk about mom? Mom is a fucking... Mm-mm. Mom is He's... the worst. She is the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. So she, the like, worst. also, like, very unsettling. Like, I don't know, like, and I get, um, look, I'm not mother to a teenager, um, and I get, like, that, you know, Cody's kind of a dick, but there's also, like, but he's actually a really good artist, like, and for her to be like, well, I'm taking away your art supplies, like, I don't know, maybe you should really be supporting that, because that's the one thing he seems to really care about, and that he's good yeah, at. Yeah, like... she, she doesn't just say, I'm taking away your art supplies, she goes, I'm taking away all your art supplies, like, she emphasizes the word all, As like I said, I've watched this film way too much, <laughs> like, she's really, like, jiving it in, and I yell, I don't like to be, but I yelled the B word both times I've seen that movie, and, you know, it's just like, what the hell, I would never, I have a very artistic daughter, and, you know, there's some lines that I won't even cross. Sure, I'll take her phone. Sure, I'll take her internet time. But I won't take her art supplies away. Right, right. <laughs> and, well, and also, after we know that there is a um, very powerful shark going around killing everybody, she knows it. She's seen it. She's watched it kill people. She's watched it kill her husband. And so when her son, who the entire movie has been telling her this is what's going on, is like, okay, I think I know how to stop it. I need the, I have to write something with the pen. And she's like, oh, fuck the pen. The pen's not it. Bitch, this boy's the only thing that has actually been right in this movie. And you, and she almost throws it away to where destroying any chance they have. It's like, they try to soften her up for a few. And then like all of a sudden, she suddenly doesn't believe him still after all that's gone through. And, And this whole thing about not believing him is like what's getting people killed. Uh, and 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 she holds on to that non-belief for the bitter end. I mean, she's even fought the shark with a catapult at this point. <laughs> and she doesn't... And, and she's, she's still like, like, oh, but it can't be a magic pen. Oh, but the pen can't bring people back to life. That's right. not going to happen. She has seen a shark wearing a Santa hat, actively going after her family, but yet she refuses to believe that there could be a magic pen. Yeah. M- Mom is... I don't even know, like, I've never been so mortified by a mom character in a movie, I think, than this film. 
Like she is the ultimate Karen. She is absolutely, yeah, yeah. and she's not forgivable. And I actually really like wish we got to, but but we do get a very satisfied chomp in there true, at true. one point. Like she gets eaten. Everybody gets eaten. Which is the best part about this movie is everyone gets eaten, all of it. Bland love interest, dead. Uh, you know, Steve, he's yep, dead. Yep. Brother, baseball brother, dies. dead. They're all dead. They all die. Dad dies. Yep. Georgia dies. Uh, that's the hot girl um, from. Oh yeah. But but the other thing, other than the mom character, almost everybody else is quite likable. Like the New York couple ends up being kind they're, of good people. Yeah, they're fine. Even though, yeah. even though they're from the evil city, but they're not. They're actually right, really like, nice. They're presented people. at first. You think they're going to be awful because it's like, oh, you didn't come to our wedding. Yeah, well, you. It was a, a destination wedding, and you told us about it a week ahead. I like. So there's this like instant like, oh, they're so out of touch. But really quickly, like they're perfectly fine and charming. <laughs> Yeah, and and his brother, who's the jock, is actually kind of very a nice, really nice brother. brother. Yeah, he's the first to believe him. Yep, yep, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah, and and so while his parents are telling him to do one thing, he goes, "No, I'm going to go find my brother," and and that I appreciated. I thought that. Yeah, was there cool. there is definitely an effort to to keeping heart in this movie, which is really like it didn't have to have. You know, this this could have been a very dumb, even mean killer shark movie or just a silly killer shark movie. But there is a concentrated effort to make this family care about each other for the most They're part. They're still the anchored in Christmas movie. These yeah. are Christmas movie characters fighting a shark, which is kind of brilliant. Yeah. And what what better way to unite your family than to battle a shark? <laughs> I suppose we should also add that there is another evil woman character in the movie, which is Santa Jaws. Yeah, well, Santa Jaws is the ultimate evil character, but she's not really evil. She's just I mean, she's just savage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and she's serving a purpose. She's representative of somebody's rage. That's not yeah. her fault. That's fair. Now, number eight is Slapstick. Oh, yeah. There's definitely Slapstick in this movie. Cody is clumsy. Classic. <laughs> when in doubt, make your character clumsy. And the of Bella course, Swan School do? of Clumsiness. Eats in front of the girl. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Gotta do that. I, uh, oh, yes. Before we move on, though, mm -hmm. weapon misses. We cannot leave Slapstick without mentioning how bad the weaponry in this movie yes. is. And, of course, they do the thing where it's actually the female character who's the best shot, right? Well, she's the jock in the movie. Which makes you know. perfect sense, yeah. Well, the brother is supposed to be a baseball player. And I do like when he's, like, supposed to, like, throw a spear at, at Santa Jaws and he misses. And, he's, and they're like, aren't you a baseball a star? He's like, yeah, but it's not, it's not a baseball. It's a javelin. And they are two different things, so. Uh, well, and it looks like someone literally just took a action and had a grip just throw the, <laughs> the spear into the water. <laughs> it's like the worst. Like, so I count that as slapstick too. Fair, but, fair. But it, it, but I had to shout out to the, how bad those weapon misses were. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Now, okay. number nine is our sage old person, Papa. Papa. Oh, I really liked Papa. He was cute. Papa was first to die. First to die. I that that one hurt me because I feel like these <laughs> movies often like keep the old person going until they have to sacrifice themselves or you know they they like they're there to be protected for a while and then you know have a big grand death. But Papa just bites it really early and that that made me sad. It it, it was a it was a good honest gosh oh my god because he gets to give his old sage wisdom yep, yep. complete with score. Behind oh, yeah. him. Yep. Before he's eaten. But then, and then he's he, super he, eaten. He, he's super eaten and eaten really quickly. So I, I, yeah. I, I take comfort in knowing his death was fast. It, it was fast. And, yes. and uh, but, uh, it, it, but we, even with the sage old person, we still get a number 10. There is a Santa Claus in this movie. So you're going as the opening Santa Claus is the real Santa Claus? Yeah. The evil, okay. evil Santa. The evil Santa Claus, yeah. Yeah. I'll I buy count it. him. I totally count him. Yeah. No argument. So now the bonus round, um, it, there's there's an odd 
batch in here and yeah. i know and you have kind of a counter bonus round to it so do you want to go through the the proper bonus round and then, then yeah, add let's your spin through these because there's like half of them we don't have we just can't have some yeah. that are very very prevalent yes, yes. like like the your like first the first one, one of course public domain holiday songs every single one of them <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh like the score is filled with them well, one thing I really appreciate is that they use Carol of the Bells as a menacing song because I think Carol of the Bells is is terrifying. Like if I am ever hunted down by children with, you know, carrying tiny dives, it's going to be scored to that song because it, it is such an intense, it's a minor key, it's the da 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 it, get, it gets faster, it gets louder, it gets scarier. And so every time I hear that, I always think, doom, doom, doom. So I really appreciate that they use it that way in this movie. They use it as shit's going down. I'm like, yes, that is a good music choice. So Car- Carol of the Bells, you hear it a ca- uh, quite a bit in horror films, actually. Yes, yes. It, it's very popular. Though the centerpiece of this movie was God yes, Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen in a jazz version. They used mm. to attract the shark, not once, <laughs> but twice. They had to play that. It always twice. gets them. Yeah, there's so. another. There's a scene where that killed me because it's um. I think it might be the suiting up for the for battle montage, where it it's like the Nutcracker, but it's not. I don't think it is the Nutcracker. No, you hear strikes of the Nutcracker, but then you hear a fake Nutcracker. Yeah, right. Which seems like a it, really it, odd it, choice because the Nutcracker music is free. <laughs> yeah, but you do hear like you hear uh, the Plum Fairy comes up a little bit. Yeah. But, but but there's this other thing that kind of sounds like the Nutcracker, but it's not. Like, it's fake Russian dance. Which, and it just seemed like an odd choice because they didn't have to fake it. Because you don't have to pay for that. I mean, you have to but, pay for, find a recording of it, but. We, we give them a shout out for giving us a full score. Yeah, nice of them to put in the effort. They didn't have you to. You know, there was some guy that got performance rights for all those things true, at true. the end. Yeah. So, you know, somebody wrote. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So when you look at the rest of it, cloying, cock-blocking child, no, no, no ice skating, no, ice skating, no, no Canadianisms, and no characters with Christmas names at Which all. Which is such a, I mean, I guess Santa Jaws technically, but that, that's that's a loss. That, that's a miss. Could have been easy. Why not? Yeah, come no, on, come on. Opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, Christmas tree lighting, no, but we do get shark decorating, which we is do, awesome. Which is very important, yes. It, yes, so we get to see how he gets his uh, lights on his tail. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I did find, no karaoke, but I did find one example of the sprinkle sound uh-huh. effect. Which one did you find? So for me, it was the, when they, um, when he's trying to figure out what, what he can do and he has the pen now. So he draws the candy cane magically impaling Santa Jaws. And it, it, we get the, the sprinkly sound as the candy cane is produced in the air. Oh, uh, that's right. There is that one. Oh my goodness. Oh, I don't know another. why I didn't. There What's the another. other? I, I missed the other one. It was in a weird spot. I had to go back over it. I told you I've seen this movie too many times. Uh, <laughs> There's a sprinkle when Mike goes out to have a cigarette and he gets busted by Cody, who's like breaking, breaking oh. his, he's on the porch working on his drawings. There's a sprinkle sh- uh, sound as he's lighting the cigarette. Ooh, I swear, go fancy. back and find it. It's awesome. But it's so weird. Like, but that, like, that has to be a joke. Right. Like, <laughs> I like somebody it. Somebody like that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I believe it. Now, there's not a lot of sprinkle effects, but I do think we have to shout out the amount of bells of all types and jingle bells. And they use bells all through this movie. The score has bells. Mm-hmm. Bells are part of the characters. Uh, everyone's got bells of some kind. You're right. There, and there's like dialogue. Like there's the I'll see you in jingle hell. Yeah. Uh, or or when uh, Georgia cusses and she goes, sleigh bells. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that. That's yeah. Cute. I mean, I, I like Georgia. Can- George, I want to give her a shout out because I can't remember her name right now, but she actually is a voice actor on two of my daughter's favorite shows when she ah. was younger, uh, Monster High and Ever After High, which are these Disney properties. Oh, my niece was a very big fan of Monster High. Yeah. she, she Havilyn voice- Stillwell is the actress's name. Yes. She, so uh, shout out. She's actually a voice actress. So uh-huh. I, I'm always a big fan of voice actresses. So shout out to the girl that plays Georgia. Yeah. She's awesome. I, I found her fun. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. She ended up being like a highlight of the movie. Yeah, I was sad when she died enough. so quickly because I would have enjoyed having her more. 
All right, so let's keep going. We got careful balance of red and green in costumes. And I want to say yes, if you look all through it, there's accents of red and green, but there's also beautiful sparkly blues because of the aquatic nature of this movie. I get and you. I, I really liked it. Yeah, it's, it's, it works well. Yeah, it's definitely Louisiana, though. I mean, it yeah. feels like Louisiana. That's and it's kind of cool. Like, well used of location. Yeah. So. All right, so no baking. No baking. And then the only real eating or drinking is like the eggnog uh, Passover that they don't do that great of a job of faking. Which is the grossest drinking of eggnog I've ever like, seen. And in when a he movie. spills the eggnog in the ocean, oh. and you can't tell if the ocean was green or if the eggnog was. It, 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 you know, I. I like eggnog. I know how to make rum punch. I, nice. I, I've done it before, milk punch and stuff like that. They Nobody drinks huge glasses like that of eggnog. <laughs> no, nobody puts it in a thermos. And, no. They just, yeah, that's, it's very heavy. It, 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 and, and, and if it's done right, it's filled with alcohol, so you have to be really careful. Well, I thought the idea um, was that, like, Papa was, like – that his was really just liquor. That was my, I, my thought. I absolutely 100% believe that most of it was yeah. just liquor. So, um, but you know, we, but he also, there was this, like this one moment that Cody is talking to himself about, should I break my grounding and go save people? Cause there's a shark and he's eating something randomly out of his stocking. Oh, without right. What yeah. the hell is that about? And he's actually eating something. You're right. You're right. It, it's a weird scene because he's he like that's the scene where that young actor is like really really working, and he's yeah. doing a weird voice and he's talking to himself, but he's like really doing a thing that he's doing the voice, and I could not tell what because I'm like, is he supposed to be doing a character? Like, is he supposed to be like a Woody Allen right now? I could couldn't quite get it. But you're right. He is just like munching on something. Possibly I, like mushrooms. I don't know. And there is a weird shark movie variant on your coffee cup this time around. And it's the cardboard box that says explosives. <laughs> you notice how they're walking around with an empty box that says explosives? You know, good catch. Excellent catch. I did not, but that is that is good. I, I was thinking, oh, there's the coffee cup without actually having one. Because it's not, you know, it's too warm to drink yeah. warm coffee right yeah, now. Makes Everyone's sense. drinking thermoses of eggnog, Yeah, right? your summer shark movie equivalent. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so shark movie bonus round. Now, I could honestly probably give you a longer list. But right, but so you said you seven. came up with seven. Yeah. I would I like could, to see I if I can. I keep it to five. It couldn't quite do that. That's fair. I would like to see if I could guess them. Because I, I think I, I put... I think I I don't know I I might have guessed them. Okay. Okay. See. So is one of them the opening kill scene of characters that we'll never see again or talk to talk about again in detail? No, actually. Oh, okay. But you'll see why. You'll okay. See why. Okay. It, I it, more I kind of modeled it after your own ten tropes of oh, your Christmas. Okay. So, hmm. um, but I watched a lot of shark movies and they all have this in common. Okay. The first one is the shark is in a place normally that they do not visit or live. Yes. So, like, it, even in Jaws, they, there hasn't been a shark in that part of New England mm -hmm. in quite a while. Uh, but the shark has it there. Cody actually says at one point, yet yeah, sharks haven't been in the bay in a thousand years. So, <laughs> they actually <laughs> say it. So, we know that shark. So, that one, it definitely hits. And um, number two, no one believes. Please the witness. Or believes or is dismissive of the protagonist. No one believes Cody. I wrote that no one down. One. I knew that one would come up. No one believes Cody. And every single one of these movies do it. Nobody believes the antagonist or they, oh, it's just a shark. We can handle it. They go in the well, water anyway. So well, here's a question, though. Because in fairness, yeah. would – do you think there is something to thinking of things differently, right? Like in any movie where you don't – where you realize something crazy has happened – and you really need help. Well, if you call the police and you're like, the shark that I drew with the Santa hat came to came to life and killed my grandpa, they're not gonna believe. They have no reason to believe you. Could you just call and be like, an animal in the in the water ate my grandpa? Like, yeah, you know, you could, right? Like, there's something something to be said for maybe just not telling not telling everything. This is Louisiana. Something weird randomly grabbing someone and dragging into the water. Could be a possibility. <laughs> so I, yeah, there is ways to frame it where you could get the cops to come out and help. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they can't do that because that would. 
then we wouldn't have a movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because Jenna was immediately like, let's just get away from the water. (laughs) She's not wrong. (laughs) Right. right? Exactly. (laughs) So, okay. So nobody believes Cody. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. This one doesn't quite hit this one, but this is often there. There's a large gathering that's in Paris. Oh, yeah. Like a big, big town event or a parade or the Christmas Yeah. And and, and there are actually two in this movie, but we never actually see them on camera. The Christmas (laughs) Eve dinner at the at the restaurant. And then the Christmas boat parade that they're never on camera, that they're just now dressing. No, I was really hoping to see a boat parade. And I wanted to see like a bunch because the fact that she was a girly shark, I was like, ooh, then she might have baby sharks. And then I thought we'd have like a boat parade and then a bunch of baby baby sharks killing a bunch of boats but we don't say la vie that will be the yes. sequel perhaps yep all right and then the salty old fisherman tells the tale joins the hunt yep. or dies on a pier and we get both of those we do things. yep because uh, we get two people dying on a pier one's dressed in an elf coat suit and he has and that by the way is the stunt coordinator also in the movie oh nice if, if you read the credits which is kind of funny so uh uh, but Papa dies while he's fishing on the pier, and the old drunk man on the elf suit is brutally maimed and killed. So <laughs> I like that, that scene. And, yeah, well, I do too, actually. And what's so funny is that that's actually how they end the nobody believes the protagonist anymore. Like, they all see it, and they're like, okay, <laughs> okay. it's a shark. <laughs> so anyway. All right. And then, of course, girls in bikinis. And we actually get this. Yes, we do. Georgia dresses in a bikini at mm-hmm. one point. So they actually hit the girls in bikini quotient for the Stark movie. Yes. Um, and then, of course, we already talked about montages. Mm-hmm. And usually the montage has to do with uh, suiting up or, or yep. something to get ready to kill them. And we get both of those here. Uh, so we get the shark montage, getting ready to fight the shark and the suit up. So, hey. Yep. Awesome. Christmas movies and shark movies do go together i wouldn't argue <laughs> and last but not least explosives are used yes 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 and we get twice they try to use explosives to blow up santa jaws i mean it's probably the best idea one can think of when fighting a shark i mean just but, staying away from the water also seems like a good one but you know you know but the, then again like when the, they do this huge montage to get these catapults which they filled with turkey with black powder because people just leave cans of black powder in boxes marked explosives in a tool shed because um, that's just what people do right and uh, oh, at, least, at least once a month I do that yeah, I just you can't know, be bothered to remember they said something about killing boars in camp now it's Louisiana who knows Maybe there are huge wild boars they need to use to blow stuff up with, but you don't usually put it in a cardboard box. Uh, <laughs> that weighs nothing. Yes. No. Uh, so uh, they really fail at their own plan. Like their own plan is to, it doesn't work at all. Like they miss with all three of the uh, turkeys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like after this big old montage, they just kind of blow it. <laughs> no, you are right. That there is a very dramatic suiting up. This is how we're getting ready, and then it does not go to plan at all. No, not at all. So you know, there's that. I, I so that's it. That's my. So it hits actually like six out of seven of the shark bonus round bonus yeah. points. I would add one more to that, which is the discovering the object that and the shark has eaten. Oh, yeah. There's also the, um, and I didn't include it because I actually consider it part of, like, the sprinkle equivalent sound, bubbles. Bubbles come up in these movies <laughs> You're right, a lot. Yeah. Or something bubbling to the surface after the shark drags it down like their hat, which happens a couple times in this movie. It's oh, yeah. Christmas related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia's candy cane with the uh, uh, Rudolph eyeball comes up. Uh, you know, blood comes up. The bubbles all over the place. So, large use of bubbles. Excellent use of bubbles in yeah, this movie. The bubble is the sprinkle sound effect to the shark movie. I'd agree. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I think we did it. So, do uh, you recommend Santa Jaws? Absolutely. I absolutely recommend Santa Jaws. It's really fun. It, it's stupid and it's it's not it's entertaining. Yeah. All right. And and it actually knows where its place is and it yeah. it it actually it's a good place to be. It was really enjoyable. It knows the wheelhouse of the people watching. It knows its audience. Let's just put it that way. It yeah. knows who's watching it. I'm watching it. You're watching it. 
Christina loves magical objects. At some point, I have to make her watch this. So, well, and I think what also is really important is it it treats it, it knows its place. You're absolutely right, but its actors are treating it with gravitas. That you know, it's the cast is giving real performances within this ridiculous world and this ridiculous setup but like the parents are like you know they're crying in a scene and it's not for laughs like they're giving a real performance which can make everything else be as ridiculous as as it can and that's something that can be so can go so wrong when you watch a a dumb movie where clearly the cast has been been told to be that it's okay if they think it's dumb and then it doesn't work right because then you just feel like eh, we're all you're all phoning it in like why why should I care if you don't and the cast cares and that's really important in this movie yeah and uh, some asylum movies can be hit and miss for that like sometimes the cast you can't play a film like this with the wink towards the fourth wall you can't do it you can't do it because if you do it just makes it feel all like that's why I don't like the Sharknado movies that much I agreed yeah they're just they from the beginning they knew they were ridiculous and and told everybody oh it's okay we know we're ridiculous so we're just going to be that way i mean and there's very little joy there to me they have their moments like there's sometimes they like will surprise me but usually no as a rule you know it i like the movies where it's as straight as possible and just the ridiculousness of the situation just lets it like speak for itself and that's exactly what this movie is yeah yeah it's important (laughs) So I don't know if it's important, but it's definitely <laughs> awesome. Um, and, and, and I want to, once again, at the end of the movie, without going into details, the last shot we see is Cody smiling over the pen after all the bad stuff mm-hmm. is over. We almost get a Krampus ending, which I find interesting. Yeah. But he snaps it shut and walks away. So we have to believe that there's going to be a non-Santa Jaws story with Cody and that pen. Once again, I still think he's going to be a supervillain. I I wouldn't bet against it. <laughs> I, and if it is, we're coming back to review yeah. it. I mean, we, it's, hey, totally. It's even Kevin McAllister is a sociopath in the making, is a true villain and, and murderer and many things. <laughs> now, in a way, Cody's like late to the game, but I... I'm with you as far as the I see a future for this kid and it's dark <laughs> but the movie is not so watch yeah. the movie and and thank you for inviting me on oh my it's- pleasure as always if the people out there would like to learn more about you and all the wonderful things you do what do they do where do they go uh, well you can find me on Facebook that's where I live usually uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray but my podcast is Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches we have one more episode uh, for the season which will be next week probably and that'll be about Wonder Woman uh, and so we're all excited to talk about Wonder Woman to end the season because we're finally going to get to see the movie right uh-huh. so um and um, also, I was an associate producer on a movie yes! that's out. Yay! So, Tell the world about this. This is exciting. Okay. Yeah, my friend Jill, she did a fil- directed a film called The Stylist, which is kind of a cross between the maniac movie of the 70s and hairdressing. Nice. It's, it's a pretty good movie. Um, it played at a bunch of really big film festivals, and it's got... It will be coming out on an Arrow video near you very soon. Fantastic. So uh, look for that movie to come out on DVD, VOD, and maybe even a theatrical release. Who knows what that's going to look like in the time of COVID. So, yeah. uh, And that is but, called The Stylist is the title, correct? Yeah, The Stylist. Nice, So nice. it's actually, yeah, it's 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 pretty fun, pretty good movie. Uh, it's uh very much you'll enjoy it so it's right up it's right up your alley emily you'll really like it a lot so i'm just really happy for jill that she got it's been doing so well fantastic um does it have a lot of bubbles a little bit there's champagne in it so there's a lot of wine drinking and bubbles in the movie i actually my credit is over someone drinking wine and so that makes me really like giddy to see that so very nice i love a full circle all right well thank you so much for joining us um as and please be be careful in your bay area where you live that 
you know, I, I don't know how one protects them, oneself other than staying away from the water and not hanging around weird, creepy comic book kids. But yeah, well, don't don't get uh, eaten yeah. by a shark. You'll see a movie called Chesapeake Sharks. You know that um, I had something to do with it. Ah, <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. <laughs> on that note, uh, I guess stay out of the water. Good night. One, two, three. The shark bait had such teeth there, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Mackey's babe, and it keeps it out of sight. You know, when that shark bites with his teeth, babe, scarlet billow. Starts to spread Fancy gloves though Where's old Mac Heath, babe So there's never